Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. In the next 60 minutes here on Newsnight, Health Minister fights back insisting nationwide shortage of vaccines is not peculiar to Ghana as it rejects suggestions of measles-related deaths in the country. The recent shortage in vaccines for measles, as regrettably, regrettably as it is, is symptomatic of the steady global decline in measles vaccination since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. But a minority in parliament is serving notice. They will not tolerate any explanations from the health minister. They just want the shortage crisis resolved immediately. We are not so much interested in big English. We are not so much interested in complex explanation. What we are interested in, and I'm expecting to hear, is that at the end of the day, the minister announces that they have taken delivery of vaccines. And for that matter, tomorrow, they are starting the distribution of those vaccines. That is the only way out. 
So what happened to a scheduled statement by the health minister on the floor of parliament today? We have exclusive details for you also today. The leadership of the House and the Finance Ministry have been held up in a meeting with the delegation from the World Bank, forcing a postponement of a scheduled appearance on the floor by the Finance Minister. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we will need to leave the House. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Because the security are around, they want to make sure we are safe. Details of Speaker of Parliament apologizes for the day's sitting starting at 3 p.m. Also tonight, the state in despair. We hear the sentiments of Ghanaians as they express frustration and anger at government's inability to fix the prevailing economic challenges ahead of the President's State of the Nation address tomorrow in business. Well, government expects some major oil firms to commence business in Ghana in the coming months after concluding what they call targeted international roadshow. We'll have sports for you, plus your views ahead of tomorrow's There's nothing really coming from him that I think will make any impact. So when you look around, you see there is no hope. Clearly, there is nothing that I'm expecting from him that will give me any any hope to forge ahead. I want to hear better things. Uh, this time, things are hard. I want to hear more from you ahead of the President's State of the Nation address tomorrow. Also hear the expectations of Labour and Imani Ghana as they demand government to go beyond the rhetoric and address the nation's challenges with practical solutions. Largely, there must be some reckoning of the hard decisions that ought to be taken and, and especially the irresponsibility of the government to also keep it its end of the bag. All your views here on News Night 055 My name is Evan Spencer.
stay with that uh, developing story all day, the uh, invasion of Hashiman by armed military backed by low-flying uh, helicopters that uh, has been generating a lot of controversy and trending across uh, social media uh, platforms all day. The soldiers had been deployed uh, to that part of the Greater Accra region in reaction uh, to the killing of one of their own who had been brutally beating and stabbed to death. Well, that story is what we are focusing on right now. My colleague, uh, Kojo Brace, is in the studio with me. A lot of the focus has been on the, the reaction uh, to the, uh, the military action today. But the reality is it was a response uh, to something that happened, uh, I, I believe this was on Saturday, when the uh, soldier uh, was, was killed or was found dead. We've been speaking to the parents. You've been digging a bit more into this. What have mm. you found when you went to Ashaiman today to talk to the parents of that soldier who was killed? So when I went there, um, obviously, people were there to commiserate to the family. The mother is really in shock because she has only two children. This soldier, who is 21, we've had people coach 27, he is 21 years old and a very younger one. So this woman says she heard from the son that mom, I'm here and I'm, I'm coming home. So she was expecting to see the son. Unfortunately, uh, all she could hear was that someone called her from, from Burma camp and asked, are you the mother of Imoro Sharif? She says, yes. And says, okay, um, we are coming to see you. So this woman says, oh, I can come and see you. She says, no, 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 no. We, we, will, we will be coming to see you. She was disturbed, but then news started coming in and... She, she, she took the phone from one person who came because everybody was watching the phone, look at her in, in some way. Then she saw that there's a picture of a soldier who was lying in a pool of blood. She says when she saw the picture, she knew that's her son. That's her son. Mm. But did she tell you what she's been told happened to the son? Yeah, she says she's been told that she, the son was beaten by some people. What is shocking to her, and I think that's something... Was this unprovoked? She just assaulted? Yes, but the information she's been given says they are not able to tell exactly what led to the confrontation. But they stabbed him, and they didn't take anything from him except for his phone. But the bag, he had his laptop in a bag. Everything was in there. Was he in uniform? Then down. He, had, he was wearing a, a trouser, which was the, the army uniform, but the top was a, a not, not for the army uniform. Bec they, they cannot tell exactly what he was going to do there. The mother says for her son, he only has a friend, one friend, in Ashaiman. And it was that friend that even came to say they are, he knows of a certain lady that the son knows. Because they, their parents don't even know of that lady. So possibly it was that lady that the son went to visit and this happened. But what is shocking to her is that the son ran away from where he was stabbed. And called for help for, for some meters away from where the incident happened, and nobody was willing to help him. I, according to the uncle, and I'm sure you you you, mm. you listen. Mm. I mean, when they went to the scene, they saw five hands. Like you know, when blood is on you and you touch something, it will, it will be there. So they saw that that he banged on a door and said, "I'm a military man, help me." The man said, "No, I cannot help you," and they closed the door. So their grievance is that nobody was willing to help a boy was saying that I'm a military man. Help me. Mm. Nobody could help him. I see. Uh, and the uncle details this uh, to you when you spoke to him. 
I wasn't there when the thing happened. It was after the body was sent away before I went there. When we went there, we saw the hand that he touched with the trap door, with the blood. And then when he passed before getting there, before he passed on, we saw the, the sign of the hand with the blood by the trap door. But there, some places we saw the stain of the blood, and some places they put sand on the blood. That's what I saw. And what information were you given from the people you spoke to? Did you gather anything? Um, it was only one elderly man. Even he was pretending that he don't know that. Anything went on there. Then I show him the pictures. That this is the door, and this is the shower. And he said, "Oh, he heard something like that. That midnight around two a.m. I told him the boy is our son. You are a Muslim. I'm a Muslim. It's your son too. And a lot of people were there that they can rescue that boy. Why did he say do that? He said, oh." He don't know, so it's God who gives, and God has taken him away. So he just okay. Then we left. So for you, the family, how are you taking this this death of of your son? Um, uh, there's nothing we can do. We only need justice for sheriff. Justice. What even what happened yesterday night? Mm, we are not happy about it, but it must do because where the boys struggle from before about uh, a miles away. Yeah, he was stabbed, and then when he finally died, it was about a miles away, and it's not in the bush, a town where there are lights and this thing, and you hear the boys screaming. Nobody came out to rescue this boy. He suffered for some many hours before he passed on. So there's nothing we can do. We are just praying to God that he so rest in perfect peace. And then we are praying to the government to for justice to be prevailed. Um, the people where it happened. Some people who say they are innocent were also made to lie in gutters and rainwater. They are also talking. As a family, if you hear this, what do you make of what happened this time? Um, you know the pains in my heart. That day, my younger brother, who followed me directly, was saying that if he was holding the gun that day, anybody that he across there, he would, be, he would gun the person down because of the pain that is in there. So this one, I said I had a, a, an interview from one of their officers. He said, this is just a commodity. He said, for army, if you touch one, you touch all. No, we are not happy. But we are also in pain. A small boy, 21 years old boy. You know the suffered we suffered for this boy before he entered the army. Then just some few... Some few hours to finish the boy for us. True to be frank, 
if I were to be a police officer or an army officer, I would have joined them for that operation. And me, like I would do more than what they did. Because they, 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 they deserve. My brother, they deserve. See, I, what, the boy was screaming, and people were hearing that. He was screaming that I need help. Abba. So nobody, none of them, come out. And the one that even came out and saw him with blood said, I don't know you. Then he starts out the door. How, how wicked are we, my brother? How wicked are we? So that's the uncle there. A very detailed, gory account of what happened to to the sheriff, sheriff Imoro. Mm. And so he did not die on the spot. From no. everything else you've described, mm -hmm. he attempted to get away from his assailants, yes. but didn't get help and mm. just died. So what? He died in the middle of the town. So at least from the junction that we took to the spot where he died. If you are from Kokomlemle, let's say in front of Cho FM, you would travel to say the close to the traffic light here. Was so it, he was it crawling whilst whilst this was happening because he may have been in well, bad shape. According to the police, they saw blood dripping mm. all along. All that's why that's why they could trace what happened. So I guess he was running, you know, to to get help. So yeah. he mustered all the energy in him at that time. Unfortunately, when he got to that point where he could get no help, he couldn't run any longer, and he gave up. Uh, thank you very much, and we know the police uh, currently. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC investigating this matter they've been pretty silent all day silent all day in the back of the military uh deploying heavily armed officers uh, to a shaman uh early today around 3 a.m and as you've seen the, the videos they've been trending on social media all day uh, brutalize a few uh, the mp in the area says that uh, he can report that at least 72 of his residents have now been picked up or taken away by the police fathers have told us that they are looking for their children because they've been taken away. Uh, if you've missed it, just, just uh, sounds from the military operation in Ashaiman this dawn. You go there, you go, woo you. 
If the food go what happened uh, in Ashaiman when the military invaded the town, uh, taking away 72 people, according to the Member of Parliament. Many of the pictures and videos you've seen, people have blood oozing from uh, their heads, uh, lacerations on their backs, somewhere asked to roll in the muddy pool while it was raining. And my colleague, Kujo Brace, spoke to a kinky seller who had woken up very early to prepare kinky for sale. And uh, military men just uh, pounced on her, asked her to roll over. Many of you are joining us with your thoughts on this story, which has really been uh, the major story of today on across social media platforms. Uh, and I want to share a few uh, with the rest of the world. Charles says, uh, much as we decry and deploy the excesses of the military, they are a force for good, he says. Uh, uh, this one from uh, Doctor, I, I don't. Well, is from Dakuman, Doctor Anand from Dakuman. I vehemently disagree, Professor Adrian Danso. Uh, look, in a civilized country, the military cannot behave the way they are behaving by uh, taking the law into their own hands. Let's practice proper democracy and stop this. Uh, nonsense he says it's because the government and not only this government all of them are afraid of the unconstitutional rules he says there uh, this one uh, from charles in legon governments are elected to improve the living conditions of the civilians unfortunately uh, he says uh, many are failing at this and uh, a final one says what's the prof talking about uh, it was it normal for military retaliation whenever any of their members get attacked some persons who used to attack rollings for military acts in public uh, it's simply not acceptable gilly uh, sent us his thoughts on that particular one and a, and a very final one before i move on to the other key stories of today uh, says this lawlessness of our military men is the reason no one wanted to help the poor he says also some of your views if you are in a shaman and experience any of that please share with us it's zero five five one 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 nine nine seven. The embattled health minister Kwekwajima Menu uh, is tonight fighting back, insisting the nationwide shortage of vaccines is not a peculiar situation to Ghana, citing global decline of measles vaccination since the outbreak of COVID nineteen pandemic. Now, since twenty twenty two, that's just last year, there's been a shortage of essential vaccines for the immunization of babies. Experts have warned the shortage could increase the vulnerability of children to some disease. Briefing the media on the shortage of the vaccines, the health minister admitted there have been an increase in cases of measles, but rejected reports there have been deaths. That we have had some vaccine shortages in the country since the last quarter of 2022. The vaccines in short supply 
ABCG, Mr. Subela, and oral polio vaccine, OPV. This shortage is nationwide. The recent shortage in vaccines for measles, as regrettably, regrettably as it is, is symptomatic of the steady global decline in measles vaccination since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. And permit me to quote from a WHO recent publication on the subject that puts the challenge we are dealing with into perspective. And I will quote. Measles vaccination coverage has steadily declined since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. In 2020, a record high of nearly 40 million children missed a measles vaccine dose. 25 million children missed their first dose, and an additional 14.7 million children missed their second dose. A joint publication by the World Health Organization and the United States Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reports. This decline is a significant setback in global progress towards achieving and maintaining measles elimination and leaves millions of children susceptible to infection. In 2021, there were an estimated 9 million cases and 128,000 deaths from measles worldwide. 22 countries experienced large and disruptive outbreaks. Declines in vaccine coverage weakened measles surveillance and continued interruptions and delays in immunization activities due to COVID-19, as well as persistent large outbreaks in 2022. Meaning that measles is an imminent threat in every region of the world. The paradox of the pandemic is that while vaccines against COVID-19 were developed in record time and developed and deployed in the largest vaccination campaign in history, routine immunization programs were badly disrupted. And millions of kids missed out of life-saving vaccinations against deadly diseases like measles. So when will Ghana receive the much-needed vaccines that have been in short supply for months? Ladies and gentlemen, Ghana's Minister of Health has been making efforts to ensure we secure adequate stocks of vaccines despite this global challenge. We have made all necessary efforts to ensure that despite these challenges, we secure adequate stocks within the next few weeks. It is important to correct the erroneous impression that there have been deaths from measles in Ghana recently, for the avoidance of doubt. There have been no deaths from the recently recorded spike in measles cases. Indeed, there have been no deaths since 2003 in our country, though we have recorded cases annually. Finally, despite the challenge, Ghana's immunization coverage remains among the best in the world. And in 2021, we recorded 95% coverage. Working with UNICEF, we are fast-tracking the processes and it is expected that vaccines will be supplied in the next few weeks, all things being equal. The Minister of Health, ladies and gentlemen, will ensure that we stay on track with immunization record and quickly overcome this, these bottlenecks. What about the suppliers? Do we owe them? On 29 June 2022, part transfer 
or funds to settle Ghana co financing and cost of traditional vaccines and devices for 2022 from NHIA, 25 million Ghana cities. On 7th October, for transfer of funds to UNICEF to settle Ghana's co financing and cost of traditional vaccines, 10 million 750,000 Ghana city. 22nd November 2022, part settlement of GOG co finance obligation traditional vaccines and devices, 30 million. 111,000. 31st December 2022, when the year was coming to an end and we needed to ramp up our I mean, monies that NHI should give us, we also did under transfer similar narrative 23 million Ghana CD. In all, we have a total of 71,861,000. How does it compare with 72 million? Apparently, just about the same. And the irony of is that that man has got this. Well, the health minister was scheduled to appear before parliament today to brief the House on this vaccine shortage crisis. He did not show. However, he appeared at the information ministry and addressed the press instead. Uh, Kweku Asante is our parliamentary correspondent, uh, joins us on the telephone line right now. Also joining me right now is the uh, ranking member on the health committee in parliament. They had pushed for the minister to appear before them today. Uh, uh, Minta Kando also joins us. Uh, Kweku, uh, quickly, uh, have we received any explanation uh, in the House why, uh, although we learned that Kweku Ajumamenu was in the premises of Parliament, he did not address the Parliament? Devon, the expectation was that the Minister was going to brief Parliament. Indeed, that is exactly what the Business Committee did last week. The Minister was on the floor for about four hours before he left. The chatter around at the time was that the minister statement had been rejected by the Speaker of Parliament. We were trying to get some confirmation. We did not get that. Until I caught up with the majority chief with Frank Adam, who's been explaining that the reason why the minister's statement did not come was because there were some meetings and that there was an agreement at conclave that all that business will be stood down because of the state of the nation affairs that is happening tomorrow. Some meetings with the finance ministry, some meetings with the World Bank Group, among others. And so there was some agreement that it should be stood down. Okay, so that's the reason. Uh, but in the meantime, he's been providing answers, by the way, uh, to the public. And uh, Minta Kando has been asking questions all week and joins us on the line, Mr. Kando. So you've heard the minister now at the press conference. Has he addressed all the questions that you posed? In fact, to be honest with you, he has come to make matters worse. And I am quite disappointed. I am not surprised if he gave a copy to the leadership of the House to allow him to make such a statement on the floor of the House and probably they disagreed with him because the statement was hollow, it was empty, and, I mean, very disappointing to say the least. Even at the end of these lengthy English language, grammar, where, where, where are the buses? It says in the because next few weeks. I was waiting to hear at the end of the submission that, look, we are taking delivery of vaccines, and therefore tomorrow we are even starting distribution of the vaccines to the various, I mean, uh, health facilities. And he says what? The fact that WHO says that the, there is low intake of vaccines doesn't mean that there is shortage of vaccines in the system. Why did they say there is shortage of vaccines in the system? Where? This, according to the statement he himself read, why did they say there's shortage of vaccines in the system? 
Now, let me even agree with it that we don't owe Gavi. If we don't owe anybody, any supplier, why is it that we have paid so much money? According to him, we have paid 71.8 million Ghana cities. And according to uh, Mr. Kwekwaji Manu, you cannot compare 71.8 million Ghana cities to 72 million Ghana cities. Really? These are health ministers speaking. You see, Iman, we are serious about this issue. It's an emergency issue, and we are not joking. And we will continue to put pressure on him until we, we see vaccines in this country. Especially so when vaccines are not like any ordinary medications where you can walk to any pharmacy and buy. But Mr. Kando, I mean, he says we have paid. So isn't it a, a simple case of procurement? You've paid, but the, the, deliver, the suppliers are yet to deliver. So if you pay, it then becomes your responsibility to make sure that you have the vaccines if you are paid. Is that my responsibility to take the vaccines? If indeed you paid. And even in any proper planning, you plan for the procurement and deployment of vaccines in the, for, for, I mean, uh, for the following year. So for example, if you are talking about vaccines in 2023, you should have planned for it in 2022. So if you have shortage of vaccines in 2022 in October, it means that there was something wrong in 2021. And we said recording, and according to his statement, he says that uh, there are no deaths. And so who tells you that, I mean, if there are no deaths, we should keep quiet and that, uh, I mean, nothing is at stake. I am even told that if you get these infections, it can affect the development of the brain of the child. So it's not as simple as that. It's not as simple as that. He had the opportunity to vaccinate his children, including his grandchildren. In fact, in some jurisdictions, it's a crime to sit as a minister responsible for health and allow the shortage of vaccines in your country and allow vulnerable children to get infected whilst you could easily have prevented or avoided the situation. There's no way in the statement of, what do you call it, uh, uh, WHO, that they stated that there was scarcity of vaccines in the system. There's no way. And even, don't forget that we have about 13 diseases and 13 vaccines. And out of the 13, Gavi is co-financing about 10 of them. And we are supposed to finance about 300%. Now, we have not run short of the and Gavi is providing because as far as Gavi is concerned, they will not punish the children of this country for the sins of politicians like Donadanko Kupado and Baumia and the minister. And so even, even if we owe, they supply. But the ones that we are supposed to buy 100%, these are the ones insulting. What kind of explanation are we hearing? Well, bottom line, he doesn't put a specific timeline to the supply he the best we had was him suggesting that we should expect the vaccines in in a few weeks um you want a specific date clearly if he had that date he would have announced it today he didn't what is it that you plan to do are you expecting him in parliament and when exactly Ivan, let me make this point before i tell you about my expectation Ivan, do you remember that about two weeks ago the Director General for Ghana Health Service started telling the good people of this country that in two weeks, we'll start taking delivery of these vaccines in this country. Do you remember? Yes, he said two weeks, yes. Fantastic. 
And now the minister is saying that in a few weeks, all things being equal. Even we are expecting the minister again to appear before our parliamentary select committee on health on Thursday to come and give us better and further particulars and assure us. And in fact, I am expecting that by the time he appears before the committee, he should come and tell us that they are taking delivery of vaccines. We won't accept these reasons. They are untenable. Now, the disease, the, the disease is fast spreading. Fast spreading. Some parts of, I mean, it is jumping from one district to the other, especially in the northern part of the country where Burkina Bays are entering Ghana and there is no system to make sure the babies uh, who are entering with their parents are being vaccinated or not. So, as for this press conference, and you know why? Because he was expected to read whatever, answer questions or read the statement of the House, and he couldn't do that. We on the minority side addressed the press. So he hurriedly also addressed the press. And unfortunately, his statement contains no substance. Okay, so we'll wait. You say he's coming on on Thursday before the House. Uh, we'll see if your expectations will be met. I've seen uh, giving you a firm date for the arrival of the vaccines. Uh, send Ghana, uh, that uh, global civil society organization, they had gone a step further asking uh, that the health minister loses his job, be fired because of the vaccine shortage crisis. Let's bring in Dr. Imano Ayifa, who is a deputy director at Send Ghana, joins us on the telephone line right now. Dr. Ayifa, thanks for your time here on Newsnight. So we've heard from the health minister tonight. He did not give us a firm date when the vaccines will arrive. He says expected in the next few weeks. He updates that they have paid all the monies that uh, they owe the suppliers and that the NHIS released to them. They've, they've, they've paid it out. They're yet to receive the supplies. Does it address your concerns and do you still insist that he loses his job? Thank, thank you, Evans, uh, for having me and good evening to your cherished listeners. Uh, yes, indeed, we still stand on what we said, because you agree with me that the health minister actually came not to tell us hope, but rather to dash our hope. I mean, how could you just come and tell us that the vaccine will be in a few weeks without giving us specifics, knowing that this is not the very first time that we've heard such promises upon promises? Uh, in fact, we think that this is something that he's just not taking serious. Just because there's pressure for him to say something, he just scribbled something and just to come and say. But I'm not only disappointed in the health minister, but in the minister and for information as well. Because seemed to be certain the minister. People, somebody asked for him to give us specifics. At least allow the minister to speak. You do not come up there to say that it is okay. He's addressed the fact that it's a few weeks. A few weeks can be uh, next week. It can be in six weeks' time. And so I do not take this for a good answer. As I heard uh, the ranking member indicate, that indeed this is untenable. The fact is that we are talking about the very survival of our children and the future of this country. Even the excuse that was being given by Parliament, I personally don't take it because are we trying to 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 to, to place precedent of the the, the vaccines uh, less over that of the presidential um, whatever that is coming on tomorrow? I believe that yes, tomorrow is, is there. The state of the nation of the nation address is important, but at least 
they could have listened to the minister so that if there are certain things that the minister said that would not really aga war, they could rather try to push him to fast track um, what we need as a country. So I'm very disappointed in that, and I believe that, yes, our call for the minister going is still on. The fact is that so see, somebody might think that we are just doing this just for duty, so we want to be a make noise. I will always feel uh, let us go back to the COVID. Era. It was the same lacadaisical attitude. And later on, he came to give certain flimsy excuses. This excuse that has been given, I do not think that is neither here nor then. Uh, Dr. Ifa, thank you very much. And then Dr. Ifa uh, is with the Sengan, is a deputy director there, uh, insisting that the minister should still lose his job over this. As the uh, Metakando had indicated, he is scheduled to appear before the House on Thursday. And they expect a firm uh, timeline for the rival of the vaccines and some of you are reacting to this on uh, social media platforms on our whatsapp console to be specific uh, this one says uh, don't we have scientists in ghana who can produce these vaccines what are the big big pharmaceutical companies doing please is a question that she's asking um, maybe george with business will have an answer because he's a man who uh, <laughs> does a lot of work with the business community and uh, Steele and Solpon says there were reported cases of measles outbreaks this year in Germany and the U.S. When Minta Kando mentions Baumia in his submission, I know he's scoring political points. Uh, a few of your views there on this story. Still ahead after business, a state in despair. We hear the sentiments of Ghanaians as they express frustration and anger at government's inability to fix the prevailing economic challenges ahead of the president's State of the Nation address tomorrow. There's nothing really coming from him that I think will make any impact. So when you look around, you see there is no hope. Clearly, there is nothing that I'm expecting from him that will give me any any hope to forge ahead. I want to hear better things. Uh, this time, things are hard. Uh, George, your face here with business. Hello, George, what do you have in the headlines? You asked a very important question. I, I know that the European Union, uh, through the German government, is supporting Ghana to work out something where we become a manufacturing hub for vaccines. I, I declare data are not, are not, are not fine-tuned yet, but there are a lot of things that goes into this vaccine production. And maybe we are yet to get there and get the necessary support as well to get these things done. So it looks like we are, we're, we're making the progress, and very soon we'll just be producing some of these vaccines locally for our children and even for other uh, consumers mess as well events well to other business stories or to business stories you'll be getting you more details as the banks have mobilized almost 160 billion ghana cities in deposits for last year despite the economic challenges during that period and governments expect some major oil firms to start business in ghana in the coming months after concluding what it describes as targeted international roadshow. The Business News on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Allianz Life and Ghana Pay. Hey, see the plenty money you are carrying this early morning. Adey. Mm, Charlie, you love your same You love you do what? As for you, you wait and listen to all the information before you start carrying money up and down like we are in 1995. The you it has come. But you know, MTN will always find a way to sort you out. Ah, sort me out, Jesse. Oh, so you don't know that when you transfer money between your personal accounts, cash in and cash out at agent points, buy airtime or data, pay bills, receive remittance from abroad, or even pay taxes, there are no e-levy charges. Hey, we are sure. 
listen. There are a number of transactions you can perform with your MTM Momo that are not affected by the e-levy tax. So. Hmm. And there's even more. Cry. Remember your first 100 Ghana City transfer for the day. It's free too. Hey, now me more. <laughs> now, dear, you know. There are a number of transactions you can perform with your MTN Momo that are not affected by the e-levy tax. So keep enjoying the security and convenience with MTN Momo and make payments on the go with MTN Momo. MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 14 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Committee 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase K and USD Campus, UCC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 7642097642209 or 7627792 visit our website www.kingdomgh.com Keys what could be simpler than a key who doesn't have a key a car key an office key a draw key but there's one key that rules them all the house key the key to a place we call home the key to the home where everything comes together the key to a home that is our own a home where we make life happen with our families and loved ones adoha has been working hard for over 30 years to make home ownership within reach for many say yes to property with adoha your dream home is one call away your Dream Home is a few clicks away. Visit our Accra project, The Place, by calling 030-27-89757. Hey, welcome back to Business on Newsnight. Now, banks in the country witnessed some significant increase in deposits mobilized for last year. The Bank of Ghana data showed that the amount collected went up by more than 30% compared to what was mobilized in 2021. There is more in this report. The Bank of Ghana data showed that total amount of deposits stood at 160 billion Ghana cities, represented more than 30% spike over what the banks got in 2021. The Bank of Ghana showed that deposit was the main driver of banks in the revenue for last year. Some industry watchers have described the development as interesting due to the fact that, despite the challenging environment, more individuals and corporates were still saving with the banks. Others have argued that some of the banks have also been innovative in terms of their mobilization drive and the returns given to those that place their funds with them. 
when it comes to lending. The banks in Ghana gave out 70 billion Ghana cities at the end of December 2022. This consists both domestic and foreign funds. According to the Bank of Ghana, the strong growth in credit partly reflects the revaluation effects of foreign currency loans. The private sector accounted for about 63 billion Ghana cities. The public sector credit, on the other hand, recorded a lower growth of 16.1% to 6.2 billion at the end of December 2022. And that is the business tax report. Now, government has indicated that it is expecting some major oil firms to commence business in Ghana in the coming months. Now, this was after it finalized what it describes as targeted international roadshow. The country hasn't witnessed any new entrant into the space after ExxonMobil abolishes plans to start oil exploration activities in the country, despite securing government approval. Andre Japamesa is the Deputy Minister of Energy. There's been significant interest that has been shown. Uh, committee has been set up, uh, going through the motions to seek approval from His Excellency the President, Cabinet, to engage in direct negotiations with some of the key players. In, there are some uh, oil majors in there that have expressed interest in taking uh, uh, staking some of our blocks. So we, 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 we're working I'm on. We're going it. to see these some of these major firms because some were worried. That but I said, I said, I, I know, I, and just making a point that after Exxon left, I mean, we we're expecting the shells and the chevrons. The door was kind of do, closed. Do, no door has been closed. <laughs> Indeed, ENI is part of the companies that are negotiating negotiating under the uh, last uh, licensing round. <laughs> and he, he and I is a big player, no? Albeit the challenges that we have with them with uh, respect to the unitization directives that is consistent with our law. Andre Japamesa is the Deputy Minister of Energy. The Association of Ghana Industries has rejected suggestions that passing on the cost to consumers might be the best way out looking at the current economic changes and threats of introducing new taxes. Now, it follows argument that industry should pass on the cost to consumers should government go ahead to introduce some new taxes linked to processed foods, alcoholic beverage. Sachuma Kobo is chief executive of the association. In fact, indeed, if you do so, what it means is that their cost of production is going to go up so much and it's going to reflect in the pricing of their products. When the price is high, consumers will reduce consumption. The reason for assigning this, one is revenue, and then there's also the you know, uh, excuse that uh, some of them are... are syntax. Syntax. Yeah. Okay, you always have to do the calculation very well. When you raise the taxes... They really reduce consumption that much. So, so, so some of them you may not have that effect, but the effect will be different. The effect could be that it will only reduce local consumption, mm. okay, because it makes the local production quite expensive. Mm. Mm. So, so the strategy, if you want to support local producers, the strategy is that impose more on the imported ones and then leave the local. Sir Juma Kabua is the chief executive of the Association of Ghana Industries. Now, United States nominee for the World Bank Group, President Ajay Banga, has begun his global tour on that is today. The first stop was in Abidjan, Ivory Coast, where he met the African Development Bank Group President, Dr. Akiomi Adesena, and some senior managers as well as board of directors. Banga spoke about the need for the World Bank to develop a strong partnership with the 
African Development Bank Group that would want to help deliver on transformation results. The former CEO of Mastercard pointed out three major areas affecting parts of the world that he wants to focus on. This will include inequality, tension between humanity and nature, and the tendency to apply for short-term solutions to deal with long-term issues. And also, let's turn our attention to the stock market, where Total Energies was the biggest gainer on the market at the end of trading on the Ghana Stock Exchange. It went up by 50 pesos to close at 5 Ghana cities, 50 pesos. And that's all for Business on Newsnight. Back to you, Evans. Hey John, thank you very much. And you're talking about business, mm-hmm. and I know this, last since last year, the major dominating subject has been the economy. economy. We're looking ahead to tomorrow's state of the nation mm-hmm. and many are expecting that the economy will once again dominate. I wonder what your own expectation is when it comes to the state of the Ghanaian economy. You know, in political science, they'll tell us that basically has, it's a constitutional money. The president has to do that. Tell the parliamentarians what is happening right now. But many people will be interested in, in terms of the policy outlook that the president might be giving us some hint. It has to do with current state of the economy. It's about the IMF program. How are discussions going? Are we indeed going to get the board approval by the end of this month? Or there are still some challenges? Or the IMF is going to give us some waivers for us to meet the deadline and the board will be approved? That would be very, very critical for a lot of people. Also, in terms of expenditure going forward, I mean, are we going to wait for the mid-year review of estimates for the government to announce some expenditure cuts or certain things will be started right now. So yes, we know already what is happening in the economy, but what are some of the policy initiatives that the president might be instructing the finance minister to undertake to show the commitment that government is committed to taking certain bold measures to cut down the expenditure and boost revenue I'm, to I'm support the economy. Because it's a state of the nation, I'm mm. looking for the president to give us a status report mm. on the talks with, with the Chinese. You yeah, know, they, they were yeah, here yeah. last the week. Exim Bank. Exim Bank. I'm, I'm expecting to hear whether they've they've reached some agreement mm. on getting the Chinese to the table. The Paris Club. How close are we? Because mm. this is March. Yeah, this the executive March. Board, and then, exactly. I mean, the executive board is sitting. Yeah. I mean, in in next couple of weeks possibly and, and, and you know it's supposed so to be really you're supposed to be ready with to your document and then you even file that process for the board to consider so will we be ready yeah by the end of this month i want to hear and the again what that. is the plan b if we are unable to secure a fund program by the end of this month don't forget that the president himself has come out on several occasions you've whets the market's appetite could we be punished if we don't get the program by the end of this month? Well, it's it's key. I mean, it, I haven't, this is possibly one of the most important mm. uh, state of the nation addresses you mm. can ever anticipate. Mm. And many of you have been speaking to us about uh, your own expectations ahead of tomorrow. There's nothing really coming from him that I think will make any impact. So when you look around, you see there is no hope. Clearly, there is nothing that I'm expecting from him that will give me any, any, any hope to forge ahead. So... I'll prefer rather he, he, he keeps it to himself and then we also find our way around. What I would like to hear from the president is funds have been released to complete all projects. It was just yesterday or something I heard that the Nungatesh Road, I learned the contractor is on hold because of money issues or something like that. So what I want to hear is funds have been released, evidence given. Ghanaians want better Ghana now. Because 
things they had for everybody. So we want President to explain how come where things can they had like this and how is he going to do to solve this problem for, for a better Ghana? Tomorrow, what we are expecting from the president is to resist the fall. Some of us, we drive, that's what we do for a living. So we are expecting that the fall will come down. Mm, very interesting expectations, expectations of fuel reductions. Well, guess what? We've been speaking to organized labor as well. Uh, the Deputy General Secretary of the Trades Union Congress, Joshua Ansa, uh, has this to say, particularly about the base pay. They recently ag- agreed on it. He wants the president to be honest about what really has happened to that base pay since that agreement. And we think that all workers of this country must be brought on that one pension so that the implication will achieve its uh, objective that the services were set for. Number two, we also expect that uh, the president will address the, the, the hardships that is facing workers or labor in this very country. We were given 30% from the 1st of January and we have been slapped with a huge uh, taxation of utility increases and so on and so forth. So the president will have to look at that and ensure that the 30% that was awarded workers is not eroded by the increases by the utility uh, companies. No, the increase must be looked at. So that's the Trade Union Congress. I wonder whether uh, the teachers are also looking forward to hearing uh, something from the president. Well, this is a state of the nation, so they expect some honesty. Uh, listen to Angel Kabonu, he's the president of the National Association of Teachers. Yes, we want him to tell us the true state of education in the country as we speak. The current realities with regards to teaching or to teachers, and also the realities in our schools in relation to the free senior high school uh, program, and then also the fact that there is a seeming neglect of our basic schools in this country. We will want to know the true state of education in this country. So that's the NAGRAT, there's a National Association of Graduate Teachers. The president will be making the statement before members of parliament and many of these MPs who are looking forward to the statement want the president to focus on the economy and be and be truthful. Now the president will come tomorrow to give us some hope. And obviously we derived some um, information from yesterday's independence, the safe independent. And the president gave the assurance that obviously he's somebody who's going to make sure that we bring the economy back on track. So we believe in the president and believe in the president's team and with the support of the vice president. Obviously, tomorrow, we would expect the president to give Ghanaians some sense of hope and assurances and also expecting that the IMF would be something that will be approved by the middle of um, end of March. So our expectation of the president is to just reiterate and give us the confirmation and assurance, not only to we, the parliamentarians, because the president is the president for the whole country and the Ghanaians are expectant to hear something good and encouraging. And we know the president of somebody of steam and we know times have not really been well but obviously if you're a leader it's not every time it's the more challenges you face that makes you a better person so obviously we expect the president to touch on the economy and to make sure that the economy the assurance that is needed as part of his speech and also to 
gather the unity that is needed in, the, in irrespective of other political parties, whether NDC or MPP, to unite the country, and we have patience with the president. We realize that a lot of promises have been made in this country. As we speak today, all contractors are not on site. Well, uh, two MPs there on the floor. Uh, let's bring in Professor uh, Bokbing, uh, economist and uh, economy of uh, finance professor as well at the University of Ghana. Uh, Prof, big day tomorrow. Um, this is March when we're expecting an IMF deal. Tomorrow the president is going to tell us what the state of the nation is. Very briefly, what do you expect him to say? Because really, the state of the nation, many people say it is pretty obvious. In your own words, what, what do you expect? Well, I am very moderate because there's so much that we know. So for a good number of people, they just want confirmation. And confirmation would mean that the president will have to be as truthful as possible. We've had instances where the president's pronouncement turned out to be exactly the opposite. That is not good for the market. So this is the, the time where the president identifies with the ordinary Ghanaian who is not so sure where his next meal will come from. This is not the time to make big speeches and all of that. That actually doesn't deliver food on the table. So the state of the nation address must reflect reality as a positional statement and also inspire hope in terms of what and what we are going to do to, to improve. And it must be backed by concrete action. It, it has to. So the president should use this as an occasion to bridge the reality gap of what is on the ground and how the president or government sees the whole thing. I am not expecting the same narrative of external forces, external forces, Russia, Ukraine, COVID-19. I think the, the president and his team, they've spent a lot of time to tell us, to sell this story to us. We appreciate that. I think tomorrow must identify with our own diagnosis of the problem what is it that we can do to come out of this? Mm. And more importantly, what is it that the president has done since the last State of the Nation address? He must give us results mm. as well. Because the point is that this should not just be checking the box. We have to find a way of tracking progress from last year, two years ago, three years ago. And the president must be bold enough to say that last year when I was here, these were the states of affairs. And I said I was going to do ABC, and I have done that. Mm. Well, your expectations, I guess, are pretty steep. We'll see if the president will deliver on those. Prof, I am grateful. Uh, that you joined us with your thoughts and we're going to measure Prof's expectations. We'll probably hear his voice again next tomorrow when the president is done to see if the president met his expectations. And remember, this is Ghana Month. And so before we exit tonight, I want to take you to a museum, the Ya, the Nanaya Santua Museum at the Jusu in the Shanti region, where my colleague Labafem Danabwache uh, Dankwa Yadom has been visiting and he filed this report.
This leather and gold skull headgear is known as Krobonche. The kidney-shaped cup is normally of antelope skin, cut in a latticework chevron pattern with applied bands of thin hammered gold affixed by wire. The ceremonial headgear is worn mostly by chiefs and sword bearers on important account occasions, but usually at big funerals. These cups may look similar, but they come with different symbols and meanings. On some important traditional festivals, most chiefs wear the colorful krobonche with casts of gold. Kwame Insia is into the design of the krobonche at the Minsha Palace in Kumasi. We do this gear for chiefs, those who have lost their parents, symbolizing pain. When we finish, we add a leaf called aya. If you are under a paramount chief, you need to seek permission before you are allowed to wear it. If not, when you are caught, you will be fined and also destroyed. And as a tour of the Nana Ya Santua Museum in Ejiso. And that's it for News 99. Enjoy the rest of your evening.